Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like if you think buying condoms is awkward, you should try taking them back. Hi, America. No. <laughs> Hello, world. No. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events. The mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. We listen to what my mother is snoring. The tunes pick and pull on her unconscious mind the last thing she listened to before she went to Nanai. Insanity laughs under pressure. We're cracking, so snuggle under your covers. <laughs> Turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. Heather said she hates it when people radio type blondes as dumb. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello. I can wait. I've got time. I also wish to introduce the man and crazy... Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. E-Harmony matched Michelle this week with a beanbag chair with duct tape on it. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Mm, thank you. 
Perfect. Where did you go? Did you go anywhere fun? I did. You're going to keep that secret. You and the beanbag chair seen out together on the red carpet with the duct tape following closely behind. Yes. They're mad. They're bad. And they're paranormal. This is season three, episode 30. We want to apologize for last week, of course. We had a bit of illness in the studio, so we Ooh, missed a show. Yeah. We don't miss many shows. We're normally fighting fit yeah. and very healthy. All the alcohol kills the bugs, of course. I like to think so. <laughs> I was and sick. There's sturdy women up here, of course. The type of women, the Midwest woman, the woman from Minnesota who chops a cord of wood in the morning and gives birth in the afternoon. But we're fit and healthy this evening. We're here. Yeah. Full of the joys of spring. Yes. Mm-hmm. Raring to go. Spring. We've limbered up. We've stretched. We've had our alcohol. Heather's rubbed herself in Bengay. <laughs> is that Bengay? Wow. Yeah, that's his name, Bengay. Mm. Like As ben. always, we start the first round with a walk and a stroll, a staggering stroll. My mm-hmm. dad was walking home from the pub one night and someone trod on his fingers. Wow. We are walking home from the pug. Walking home from the pug. <laughs> Those Beans. pugs. Beans. Those damn pesky pugs. Keep them away from me. Lap dogs of hell. <laughs> Oh, I've peeked through the gates of Hades and I've seen pug dogs, I tell you. Cerberus. Uh, yeah, a three-headed pug would be awesome. quite a sight. We wander into the round. That is general lack of knowledge accompanied with the hogtied gong of infinite knowledge. Bringing the restraints of statistics and the ball gag of facts. I shall give that a ring. Stand back, ladies. Very impressive. On this very day in 1888, Marianne Nichols died. Do you know who Marianne Nichols is? Does anyone want to jump in and grab some points early on in the show? Typhoid any... Mary. Typhoid Mary, you're going with any thoughts? Mm-mm. Marianne Nichols was, in fact, the first victim of Jack the Ripper. Oh. She had a throat slit and various slashes across her abdomen. I've been to the site where. She was killed. Cobble Lanes, behind the back of Whitechapel. It's still there. You can see the spot where that took place. Many of the places, of course, where Jack the Ripper killed his victims no longer exist. But that would be one place in the street. You've seen the famous illustration of the policeman with the bullseye lamp shining the light on. And that was, unfortunately, today. So for the very first time in the history of MQTA, I can't believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about serial killers. Ooh, nice. fun. I suspect you all know lots and lots about serial killers. You've watched all the History Channel, haven't you, from back to back. You got the books out of the library when you were yep. kids. Uh-huh. You've put in the time and effort on this one, haven't uh-huh. you? I really feel like I have. <laughs> the first points of the evening, serial killer James French. Last words in the electric chair were, what did James French say? They strapped him into the chair. They made his sponge moist. <laughs> Where is he from? He's American. They mm. were about to throw the lever. Electricity was about to flow. See you in hell. That's a good answer. What did James French, what was his very last word? I just said it. I'm giving you a second chance. Does that mean it was <laughs> wrong? What do you think? If you give an answer and someone lets you have a second go, what does that normally indicate as a convention? Um, I have, uh, uh, I'd like extra crispy, please. Extra crispy. (laughs) Well done. Put a sear on it. 
<laughs> Lovely. There's people having their dinner out there. <laughs> Sorry. Michelle, what was James French's last words in the electric chair? There is a clue in there. I will give you a little hint. I'm innocent. You're innocent. He's innocent. Everybody's innocent, of course. Chad, any thoughts, any ideas? Name's James French. He said, I'm about to get fried. Yeah, fried. I will give you the points, Chad. He says, how's this for a headline? French fries. Yep. Yep. Chad gets the first molten hot sparky Mm, two points. (laughs) What about about crispy fries? (laughs) Yes, but you never used the word fries, did you? (laughs) It's normally convention that one of the words in the answer is one of the words you utter. That's normally how it works. I don't know what you're doing over here. In Britain, that's normally the way to go. There we are. French fries. A friend to starving vegans in restaurants all over the world. After his crimes were discovered, serial killer Marcel Petroit grew a beard and did what? There. Where's he from? His crimes. He's French. He has a French name. Yes. Marcel Petroit. Yes. I hope I'm spelling that right. He was discovered. His crimes were discovered, but they didn't know it was him. So the first thing he did was grow a beard. What was the second thing he then did? Shave. He grew a beard. <laughs> took him three or four months. Now I'm going to shave. That'll keep him on their toes. I'm always one step ahead of the game. Damn you and your shaving ways. We nearly had you. You're sticking with that, are you? Yeah, he made it into a tash. He made it mm. into a tash, waxed it. Yeah. I was thinking about growing a handlebar moustache. I just yeah. thought I'd share that with everyone. I'm about two or three weeks in at the moment. Yeah. yeah. The trouble is, when the hairs grow over your lip, I would normally trim them. But you're going to have to grow them out and kind of wax them left and Train wax them, them. right. Because if you clip them, you're going to end up with a moustache mullet because it's going to be long at the Ooh, sides. that can match your old hairstyle. I've never had a mullet. You had a moulet. Yeah. Moulet. Moulet. Adrian, Just keep a curler a in the mustache all the time. They are perfect. I would be fashionable. Yep, yep. It's a good look. Facial furniture. Yes, so he shaved and he has a mustache. Okay. Mm. This is Miss Morris's answer. What did Marcel, the French serial killer, Petois, he grew a beard after his crimes were discovered. What was the second thing he did, Michelle? He moved away. He moved away. Let's move out of the district. Let's go and live in Germany. Surely things can't be that bad, one would think. Nine. No one sits there and thinks, let's boil some cabbage, have a few undercooked sausages and call it good. What I really need right now is some unleavened, really dark black bread to sit in the mm. bottom of my stomach while I listen to some tuba music. Yeah. Chad, what was the second thing he did after growing a beard after his crimes were discovered? Began investigating the crime because he was a police officer. You are, again, 100% correct. No, he joined I hate you. the police force and investigated... <laughs> His own murders. <laughs> I don't know how successful he was, but I should give you points. One feels as if Chad... Sucks. <laughs> That's awesome. He, he was a very dark character that we hadn't previously been aware of. And he's read all of the serial killer books, watched all the films, and has an unhealthy interest in this area. Or, let's face facts, he's cheating. He's cheating. You think he's cheating? He looked at my notes when I went to squeeze the lemon at halftime. You yes. know, psychologists study serial killers, right? Sweet. So he should win. Chad, the psychologist. Well, he's 4 0 up, ladies. Come on, get with the plan. Did you know November is no shave November, of course? And it's for amateur beard growers. Amateur beard month. That's what we're going to call it from now on in. 
In the middle of a three-year killing spree of over 130 people, Rodney Alcala appeared on what TV show? So in the middle of a three-year killing spree. The dating game. (laughs) Well, that would be inappropriate, wouldn't it? Yes. I bet it's true. You think in between a killing spree of 130 people, Rodney Alcala appeared on the dating game. Yes. And you're sticking with that, are you? Yes. Michelle, any thoughts? Is it contestant number three? It's either Let's Make a Deal or The Gong Show. Oh, good, good answers. Chad, any thoughts? Any ideas? I'm going to go with uh, Interviewed by a News Anchor. That's a very good answer. He was, in fact, on the dating game. I win, let's play, I Miss win. Morris gains two points and a candlelit dinner for two. Thank you. Mm. And a meat cleaver for dessert. <laughs> he was actually picked as well, I might add. But she never showed up on the date because she thought he was creepy. So he was she picked him. Creepy. He was <laughs> actually picked, but she didn't turn up. Creepy. Creepy. He's creepy. He's very creepy. Okay, I'm going to give points away like confetti (gasps) now. I'm feeling in a very philanthropic (laughs) mood. Just jump in. Give me a line. I want to know the worst thing you can say on a first date. I'll give you five points for each one. I'll start you off. After dinner, I know a great tattoo parlor. That's not chocolate. That's not chocolate. Miss Morris is on fire. Keep going. Does this look infected? Oh, I love it. This is a joy, isn't it? (laughs) My third wife gets paroled next week. Keep them coming. Is your mom single? Oh, you're on fire. Your chest looks just like your mother's. I'll take some points. There we go. That's not a rash. That's lipstick. Oh, Uh... worst things to stay on a first date. I post all my first dates on Facebook for my friends to vote. I'm a Blackhawks fan. Lovely. (laughs) Oh, my. My mom styled my hair like this. Perfect. Keep them coming. Uh, Want to see these balloon animals? Wow, you opened a can, didn't you, Mr. Lee? I have seven cats. No, wait, eight. Wow. My test results back are on Wednesday. Wow. My mom made my bed. Lovely. There's points in abundance. You guys are weird. I made this out of my eight cats' hair. Lovely. I knitted this sweater out of my eight cats' hair. You do like a sweater, don't you, Michelle? I like a moaner. Of course you do. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about bringing the love of Jesus Christ our Lord into your life? I've got some leaflets in the car. Mm-mm. And does my butt look big? Yes, it does. <laughs> and relax. <laughs> Woo! I'm worn out. Oh my! Michelle <laughs> won herself twenty points. Yes! I managed to get thirty points. Heather's got ten points, and Chad managed to get himself another ten points. We are on fire on this day in 1914. 24.8 centimeters of rainfall fell in Michigan. This is still a state record, just short of a foot, of course, in one day. That's like today, isn't it, in many respects? Oh, man. Wow. Wow. Raining cats and dogs out there, I better not step on a poodle. (laughs) Oh, I don't think that was over anybody's head. They were just like, yeah. I love this show. So for the very first time in the history of MQTA, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange, and fascinating facts about Michigan. In Michigan, you can get three cents for every what you can kill. There you go. Make some money, kids. Go and kill a bunch of these. You'll get three cents for each one. I just need to know what it is you can get three cents for, for killing a mouse. Mm. In Michigan, you are the mouse whisperer. 
come into the traps, little mice. You've got yes. them hanging from your belt. You've made a fur coat <laughs> out of 350 mice. <laughs> you could have made a pair of pants for less mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think I think it's a, I've got a pair of moleskin trousers with the mole still in them. Look. Tell them that on your first date. Impressive. I don't want to see that ever again. Mm-hmm. Good times. I think it's a gopher. You think it's a gopher? What are you going to go for, Chad? What do you get three cents for for killing garter snakes in Michigan? No one is getting the points. It is, in fact, a starling. Aww. You can get ten cents for killing a crow. No, 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 no. You will be pleased to know that this law was in fact repealed in two thousand and six. But that was the case. Three cents for a starling. Ten cents for a crow. Because the price of bullets went up. They decided it wasn't enough. I think uh, lead shot was probably what was bringing them down. I have eaten a crow pie. <laughs> I will share one. that with you. I have eaten a crow pie. I once went to a farm in Devon. They were shooting rooks and crows. They had a big bag full of them. And the farmer's wife made a crow pie. Four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie. I was picking lead shot out of my teeth for a week. No. Going to hell. It was very gamey. <laughs> I will share that with you. But if they're going to shoot them anyway because of the farmers, wouldn't it be better just to eat them and make use of them? Or is that just... A bag of crows does look grim. When the farmer appeared a with a sack. It was a murder. <laughs> an attempted murder. There was a big sack full of crows and it did look very odd and very disconcerting. But a pie, no. a pie was made. It is also illegal to paint a sparrow and sell it as a parakeet, would you <laughs> there, Someone's done that. For there to be a law in Michigan, yep. to dictate like the, the Pacific, you know someone has done that. <laughs> the donkey zebra. Yeah. It's a bit dumb and dumber, isn't it? Do you not think? Oh, See where we're going with uh... that. You can only make love in your car. You can only practice the physical arts in your automobile if... Everywhere it's illegal in Michigan to practice the physical arts in the automobile. Come and have a look at the mole in my moleskin trousers. But you will get away with it if. If what, Miss Morris? It's in your garage and the door's closed. If it's in your garage, that's a suicide, I think you'll find. <laughs> <laughs> if it was made in Detroit. If it was made in Detroit. Oh. Michelle, what are you going to go with? You can make love in your car legally in the only place if it's... A pickup. How many goes do you want? <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> I love this if show. The lions win. You know where? If the lions win. <laughs> Nobody's ever done it. <laughs> we don't know if it's true or not. If the shocks work. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. these big old Cadillacs. Didn't mm. the Detroit Lions go an entire season without winning? I'm no expert in this area. They might have won one. Okay. Of course, the Vikings are doing so much better. They are. Chad, any thoughts about where it's legal? The only place it's legal that you can make sweet, sweet loving in your car in Michigan is... I'm going to go uh, in the backseat. I like that answer, but it is in fact parked on your own property, Miss Morris. Nailed it. Seems to know a lot about (laughs) making sweet love in the car just outside of Dairy Queen on the outskirts of Detroit. Martha Firestone Ford owns the Detroit Lions, so I was thinking of a fun and informative halftime show on the fifty-yard line on an open-top car. What do you think? No. I might watch. (laughs) Better than listening to the band, I suspect. 
You are not allowed to kill a dog by doing this in Michigan. Let Singing. your imaginations run wild at this point. Singing. You are not allowed to kill a dog via your voice. The art of singing. Yes. Any particular song? Anything you sing. <laughs> Anything I sing. So Ooh. this law specific to me. I'm not allowed to kill a dog. Me personally, Adrian Edward Lee, if I'm in Michigan. Yes. I've only been to Michigan once and it was to catch another flight. And I only went to the airport and I went to a different gate. I thought you said to catch another fly. <laughs> Ribbit. I do know an old woman who swallowed a fly, but that's a rather long and boring story. Yeah. I met Mickey Dolans from the Monkees. Nice. He passed me by oh. in Detroit Airport. That's the only thing I've got to say about Michigan. I don't have anything else. That's the only time I've been there, if that can be included, of course. Mm. But what are you saying? If I sing personally, the first few bars, Anyone sings. Mama just killed a man. It's going to take six yes. minutes. Put a gun against his head. Dogs howling. Especially roll over Beethoven. Oh, God. ELO, the Beatles. Which, which version are we going with here? Any. Any particular version. I see what you did there. A little bit of humour. I see what you've done there. Michelle, use your imagination. Let your brain cells run wild, untethered, unashamed as we run through the cornfield of life with spots on our bottoms. How can you kill a dog? In the most imaginative way in Detroit, that's illegal. Any thoughts? If you put it on a ferry and drive it to Wisconsin. You're killing a dog by putting it on a ferry. Was it tethered to the back like it's water skiing or is like it shark Like the bait? Griswolds. Ah. Oh, Griswold. I like it. They're using some film references. Chad, psychologist Chad, what are you thinking here? How could oh, you kill a dog in Detroit and be illegal? Like most anyway? Yes. This I would like kill to think dogs. so. You can, let me just state straight off the bat that you are not allowed to kill dogs in Detroit. But there is a specific law on the books that lists a way in which you cannot do it specifically. Which means someone at some point has actually done it, right? For them to then put that law in place. I will fight them. Any thoughts, right. Chad? Uh, Lawnmower incidents, parachuting, electric shocks, bucket of soapy frogs. How about drowning? Drowning. You are not allowed to kill a dog in Michigan by using a decompression chamber. Oh. What? Done. There. Oh. Women are not allowed to abandon this article of clothing on the street or sidewalk under penalty of a $5 fine. There. Their hair band. They're not allowed to leave their hair band. Hair tie. Abandoned. Scrunchy. On yeah. the sidewalk. Nope. In case a dog swallows it. Yep. Does a poop three times. Yep. Keeps coming back. Yep. Lays the same egg four times. Mm-hmm. You're going to go with a hair band. Any thoughts, yes. Michelle? $5 fine for abandoning this woman's female article of clothing on the sidewalk. A bra. Hmm? A bra. A bra. Why not? Good times. Lots of support, but no cups, just like West Ham United. <laughs> Shad, any thoughts? Women's clothing, this should be an area you're an expert on. They're parasol. It is a hooped skirt. You Ooh, cannot leave a hooped skirt on the, the sidewalk. Skirt. It's a lot. Crinolines, yeah. all of that carry on. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd notice if you lost that one. You would well. think that that would be instantly recognisable. I do know that women didn't like to wear long skirts on the sidewalk because men would spit tobacco and constantly flob and gob on the sidewalk. And when they walked along with their dresses trailing along the ground, they picked up more than they bargained for, apparently. Ish. I like to keep my speeches Mm. like mini skirts, long enough to cover the essentials, but short enough to keep your attention. That was then. 
but this is now as we enter the round that we enjoy the most. It's the mailbag. We love mailbag. Oh, yeah. We love all of your messages of support. We love your letters. You can write to us on Facebook. We have a Facebook site. More questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, we have 6,200 followers on there at the moment. And all of tonight's stories... All of the stories we couldn't read out because we didn't have enough time. All of the squirrel jokes, the banter, the humour, mm-hmm. the videos. Some of them are quite graphic. All awesome. of the stories from around the world that we cannot read out on air for fear of being removed are also on there. And we do like reading out your messages of support each week. So do keep them coming in. It makes us very, very happy. Brittany in Minnesota posted, is it too early to be looking forward to Friday? No. Never no. too early. Thank you, Brittany. <laughs> Always looking forward to Friday. Tanya, our good friend in Australia. I love you, Tanya. She added, bring it on. Of course we are. We're bringing it on right now. Diana posted, I've been looking forward to Friday since Monday. <laughs> Thank you. Of course you are. <laughs> They're all listening first at 10 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. You can catch us first. On that particular network, Daniel posted definitely the best paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Happy birthday, Daniel. Thank you. Good call. Daniel, it is also the only paranormal (laughs) quiz show anywhere in the world. (laughs) So we wouldn't want to be the worst one, would we? No. We would be the best one. John posted, everyone should subscribe. And in studio camera would be delightful. (laughs) <laughs> delightful we have a patreon account we do this show's free it'll always be free mm-hmm. we've been doing it for five years we've been nominated in the comedy awards for the podcast of the year awards we've been doing this now for many many years it's completely mm-hmm. free we do it for the love of doing the show we enjoy getting together we enjoy entertaining everybody we enjoy making you laugh we enjoy giving you strange and bizarre information to go away with that you can quiz your friends and family and the people you work with. So we enjoy what we do, but we do have costs. We have to pay for studio time and our equipment. We have to pay for all of the platforms that we host the show on, as well as copious amounts of paper. So if you wish to donate, it's a single dollar. (laughs) You said paper. (laughs) One paper. I've got a ream of paper in front of me of stories and notes. I've got a ream of alcohol in front of me. A copious amount. Copious. (laughs) Yes, but I'm not getting drunk on reams of paper, am I? Right, you smoke that. Yes, we smoke that. (laughs) (laughs) Three reams of paper and I'm anybody's. Watch the paper flood in. Hurrah. If you wish to donate, it's a single dollar. If you leave the show with more than you arrive with, if we make you chuckle, if we make you smile, it's a single dollar. Go to patreon.com, search for MQTA. John was alluding to the fact that we said if we made over $100 in Patreon donations, we would put a camera in the studio so you can see our antics in the round that we do at the end of the show called Not For Your Mother. boy. So we are fairly uh, doing fairly well in that direction. We haven't got what much more to go. Have Thir- we? Thirty-two dollars left. We've got thirty-two dollars. You need to get together to see a video of us doing the round that we call "Not for Your Mother." At the end of the show, we stay in the studio. We do an extra twenty to twenty-five minutes that you can access if you go to SoundCloud. If you go to SoundCloud.com, search for MQTA Radio, and if you're listening there right now, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much. 
you love the show. Also, you can share that with your friends and family and paste the link to that on all of your social media sites. But we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes because when we're looking through all of the stories of the paranormal for the week, we come across other stories, don't we, ladies? Yes, we, we come are. across mm. stories that have a spluttering of uh, naughty, a liberal Naughtiness. sprinkling of naughty, dirty, extra naughty, <laughs> a slight <laughs> moistness of uh, a damp patch of innuendo, eggy bread, eggy bread. Yes, I have a patch of eggy bread. <laughs> It's causing me nothing but no, discomfort and issues. You don't want French toast in your underwear, do you? That's the last thing you should be mm, looking for. But you cheese. can donate a single dollar to the show. Martin is a good friend of ours in New York. Hi, Martin. Oh, yeah. We love Yay, you, Martin. And we do have many wondrous and fabulous people that donate a single dollar to the show. And as previously we mentioned, we're available for free on so many platforms iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Brussels Sprouts, Gasbox, Armadillo. There's a whole series. Oh. Brussels sprouts. There's a whole series of platforms out there. If you cannot find us, you only have yourself to blame. Carl added, once you go MQTA, it's going to be a great day. That's Aww. right. There you go. Cannot you. argue with them, man. Cannot argue. No. Wow. But we're available on Facebook as well. If you write to us on Facebook, that's the mailbag. You can send us your messages of support. Why not tell us this week? The things that you like about the show, the bit that makes you laugh, the things that you look forward to each week, and we'll read them out. Mm. Now, I promised last week I would read out all the places people are listening from. I loved that so much. Yeah, it's going to be a long list. Fortunately, we didn't have a show last week due to a little bit of illness in the studio. But I said on Facebook, just type in a country or a state where you're listening from. I cannot read them all out. There were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. As you know, we have 100,000 people listening to us in 190 countries all over the world. We have 100,000 followers on Twitter alone. So in no particular order, I will start with all the places in America that were mentioned on Facebook where people were listening from Minnesota, Ohio, Washington, Wisconsin, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, California, Oregon, Michigan, Las Vegas, Massachusetts, Southwest Virginia, Florida, Texas, West Virginia, Memphis, Connecticut, Oklahoma, Maryland, Kentucky, Arkansas, New Mexico, Rhode Island, Georgia, New Hampshire, Arizona, Mississippi, and North Dakota. We have listeners in Scotland, in England, in Newcastle upon time, Dunstable, Cumbria, and Manchester, Nairobi in Kenya, Costa del Sol in Spain, in Canada we have Kanata, New Brunswick, Ontario, Ottawa, and Montreal, in Australia, New South Wales, Melbourne, Queensland, Tasmania, Rockingham, in South Korea as well. At the Osan Air Base, Russia and awesome. Ireland. So, thank you to all of those people that participated. Yay! Thank wow. you so much. That's amazing. Thank you yeah, very much. That made me very happy. Mm-hmm. That put a big mm-hmm. smile on my face. That's one of the best things we've done on Facebook. And I want to thank all of those people that listen all over the world and all over America. We really appreciate that you follow the show and you support us. You genuinely feel like family and again you can listen to our shows for free on soundcloud if you go to mqta radio and remember my books are also available if you search for adrian lee on amazon i've written the mysterious series mysterious minnesota mysterious midwest i've also written how to be a christian psychic what the bible says about healers mediums and paranormal investigators and many many more and everything is there for you so we get to the part of the show that 
Mr. Dr. Chad Peters, our resident psychologist, gets to read out his fun and interesting and random fact of the evening. Sivu play, Mr. Peters. Human hair does not continue to grow after death. Neither do the fingernails. Do you know why they think that yes. it does? I want points. You want points, <laughs> do you? Go on then, let's Take it away. It. Yes, it's because the skin actually shrinks away from those things and it makes it appear like they're growing. Right, yeah, you lose all the moisture. I think it stops growing because you're dead. Wow. <laughs> that also I... makes sense. Right? Yes, it Good. stops growing because apparently you are dead. <laughs> What's your excuse? <gasps> My hair's oh! not growing. Oh! Yes, I know that. <laughs> If you want to run your hands through my hair, I'm going to have to take my shirt off. We move into the round that we call Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs or shaved bottoms. Mum rewatches eerie CCTV footage of a street. What she finds makes her want to move house. She discovers she lives in the South. <gasps> All of those places I read out, we've just alienated 50% of our audience. The baffling footage taken outside the home of Pamela Carter, 28, and husband Rick Carter shows a man appearing out of nowhere on their street. He begins pacing down the road, but then suddenly vanishes into thin air. Pamela from Henderson, Kentucky, said it was the second time the mysterious figure has been spotted. I'd be super pumped if David Copperfield was my neighbor. And they just disappeared. (laughs) Gone. Disappeared forever. There's going to be milk. Letters coming out of the mailbox. The grass is going to be growing very long. Do you remember the song behind the green door? There's an old piano and it's playing hard behind. No. Mm-mm. I thought that was a dirty movie. Really? What, Green Door? Behind yeah. the green yeah. door. Yeah. It's a song. Shaking <laughs> Stevens, one of the most popular and well-respected singers of the 1980s in Britain, did a cover of that. He also did a cover of a song. Was it featured in the movie? Because then Michelle would know it. Oh, my. <laughs> it was a song about repairing a house. Ain't got time to fix the shingles. Ain't got time to fix the lawn. No. no. Ain't gonna need this house no longer. Gonna need this house no more. That's no. about a house. <laughs> in disrepair. This old house ain't nothing <laughs> Due to the fact that the person had died and it wasn't being kept up. So everything in this house is starting to fall apart. But the whole premise of that song is the fact that the person died Aww. and everything is going to rack and ruin. You see where we are? Yeah. Sounds like a fun song. Two yeah. days earlier, the same man had been seen marching like Caesar down the pavement. Pizza, pizza! Before disappearing. <laughs> What's marching like Caesar? I don't believe Caesar probably did any marching. <laughs> no, I, I think he was riding. Yeah, it's when you got uh, 30 guys following you and three of them stab you. <gasps> Beware. Oh, Might have been a bad 13. neighborhood. The Ides of March. It's a rough trot. I told Rick to rewind it, and that's when he saw him just disappear into thin air. I went outside to look if he was up in the street, but no one was there. He didn't walk back down because my camera would have caught it. It wasn't just Pamela who had noticed spooky goings-on in the area. The following day, her neighbour admitted to having a ghost living in their house. She continued our neighbour's work nights and we heard someone running from the other end to the other. Next day, my neighbour said, we heard that you heard our ghost. She said, there's a ghost that lives in our house. The mum of two claims she feels there's someone listening when she is alone in the house and has even felt someone throwing something at her. Pamela, who works as a hairdresser, has become so scared that she may 
relocate. I've considered moving out if things keep happening, she added. I'm very frightened. Did you hear the poltergeist activity? I Weird did. noises in this. What was read, that? I have no idea. We're haunted in this studio. I swear. We read crazy. out ghost stories. Last week, <laughs> the week before last, we heard growling yeah. coming through our headphones. And then when we played back the audio, you couldn't hear it. But everyone in the room heard growling, right? We all stopped. We've got yeah. four and looked at each other. And, and Heather still said it was bunk. <laughs> I did. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you're more than welcome to have your first shot of the evening. It's the truth I've seen him, or you're a Kentucky lied chicken. Mm-mm. They're in Kentucky. They lied and they're chicken. They want to leave and go somewhere. You don't else. have to explain it. See what it's just there. worse. I'm going to yeah. give myself <laughs> some points. I now have 27 points, which makes wow. me Amazing. very happy. Are you subtracting any you're on points 18, for the Heather. Kentucky Fried Chicken joke? Yeah, I'm going to give myself some more. Actually. I think you're right. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Up to 29. It's finger licking good. Miss Morris, <laughs> what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and haunting? A woman in Louisiana. We know what's nice. coming next, don't we? Nice. Ended up setting her own house on fire after attempting to exercise her demon out of her sofa. Out of her sofa? Waxing. <laughs> Cat it out. Yeah. That spring bang, went right up. Bing. Bing. <laughs> no man's land. No man's wow. land. <laughs> well, it has been for you for some years, hasn't it? Yeah. The peculiar series of events occurred back on August 11th when 53-year-old Joe Lanwin of Arnold Road in Louisiana set her cell on fire because she believed that it was possessed by the devil. It was the devil did it again. Surely, surely if you burn it, all the spirits come out. The one thing you're not meant to do with a Ouija board is burn it. It releases everything. It was a devil Wait a again. So do spirits like? fire or, or do demons not like fire they like sleeping on the couch <laughs> there you go. i see what you've done there it was a fiery lake in gehenna i tell you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The i wasn't That's actually I was thinking that i was just thinking they were lazy and tired what if they burn someone else's sofa like the one they've got in their front yard <laughs> oh, yeah. nice i love this well show. done it's terrible you know what that car in their front yard is legal for though Wow, and that big pile of sand and the Doberman. (laughs) They don't have Dobermans. They can't afford those. (laughs) No idea what they've got. (laughs) In Britain, if you've got a pile of sand outside your house, three broken down cars, a dumpster and a Doberman, you've made it in life. Yeah. (laughs) I own a diver's watch and a monthly subscription to guns and ammo. I just thought I'd share that with you. Mm, Have you renewed yours? No, I haven't yet. No, No, it's pending. Ah. While it's unclear whether or not this apparent ritual was successful in extricating the demon from the furniture. The demon! It was the demon again in the furniture! You don't get any more fraction, you know that. There was There's no... nothing more to be added. <laughs> Look at me reclining. There was no mistake in the subsequent fire that quickly tore through the property, suffering from smoke inhalation. <laughs> Wynne was ultimately rescued from the building by firefighters. She was also arrested by the fire marshal <laughs> for starting the blaze in the first place to expel the demon. It was a demon again. He was tired. <laughs> Did she burn down the whole trailer park? 
No. Uh, I think it was a it was solid a- effort, though. I know. She tried. It was a possessed sofa. Go on. Top that, Mr. Lee. Uh-huh. Wow. I've nothing to add to that. I cannot believe it. Why the sofa? Why is that possessed? Is it eating people? The I things I lose down the back of the sofa. Car keys, coins. Chips. Life savers. <laughs> All kinds of remote paraphernalia, mo- dogs, small dogs hmm. disappear into the crevices of the sofa, never to be seen again. They're appearing in another plane, like there's a portal open. If there's someone sofa. on a foreign planet getting my car keys as I'm having to look at their alien dogs staring at me down the barrel. If my sofa is possessed by the ghost of an investment banker, that guy's doing pretty well by now. Yeah, you think? Yes, but there's no change apparently. Uh. <laughs> I'm here all week. Try the fish and tip the waitress. A bone-chilling photo captures the eerie moment. Three pals are photobombed by a figure with glowing eyes. Oh. It's Miss Morris. What? Pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> Gin- no, not gingivitis. Conjunctivitis. <laughs> gingivitis in her eye. And conjunctivitis. Crash, your eye smells terrible. <laughs> You got wow. plaque. You got plaque in your eye. That's terrible. A bone chill. You're not a dentist, are you? I'm guessing. I have lots of one. I have lots of other itises. Have you? Oh. I don't know what else there is. You need a medical dictionary. We'll find you a few things to go up and complain yeah. about. A bone chilling photo captures the eerie moment. There's a figure with glowing eyes. It's not Mick. It's not Mick Jagger. It's not. Mick, it's not Ronald McDonald. Stop it, you're... I just can't get brown sugar. No satisfaction. <sighs> Paint it black. Gian Gonzalez, 17, was returning from a beach in Catalonia, Spain, at 2 a.m. last week with his mates Diego and Tio when he took a photo of them. Later on, the trio inspected the picture and noticed a spooky presence standing next to them. Gonzalez said, I took the picture on a beach called Porello. At first, not one of us saw anything strange in the photo. But when we finally got home, Diego started looking through the pics and we took and told me about that one. Obviously, my first reaction was laughing about it and thinking that it was an error from my camera. But then I posted it online. That story is bunk, by the way. <laughs> Can we go forward now? Here we go. If you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort <laughs> drinking game. I saw that photo. It's headlights. Uh, duh. Headlights? It's headlights. Oh. I've been haunted by headlights. <laughs> Glowing headlights. Oh. That'd wow. be funny. Phantom crabs. Oh. Yuck. <laughs> it, Yuck. It, it really is headlights. Why then, in the picture, is there a figure back there with pointy ears? It looks like Batman with glowing eyes. It looks like a... Mothman or something back there. Oh, it's not. People need to decide for themselves. They say they shared the photo online. Others turned up the brightness to reveal a shadowy skeletal figure next to them. Apparently, Mm. Victoria Beckham was on our holidays. Oh. Someone else said it looked like an owl. But you're saying that's headlights, are you? It's headlights. It's bunk. Why not see for yourself, Skeletor in Spain or by the power of Grayskull again? (laughs) You can decide. Go to our Facebook. You can see whether... I'm right, and it's some sort of owl with pointy ears and glowing eyes. Or whether it's headlights, or it's the phantom of the the opera. It's there, apparently, Mm. inside my mind. (laughs) Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? A ghost hunter claims to have caught a hooded monk spirit on camera while exploring Abbey Ruins. That's bunk, too. 
If you're playing the <laughs> Bell Bunk and Snow drinking game, Miss Morris is on fire tonight. I'm out. <laughs> I dated a girl called Abby Ruins. I just thought I'd share I was that gonna with you. Think that. Mr. and Mrs. Ruins, what do you want to call your daughter? Abby. Mm, Abby Ruins. I don't want to go on. You're, you're done, are you? <laughs> that was it. We've got no more stories. <laughs> We're going to have to chat for half an hour. What's wrong with you people? Oh, bring better stories. Michelle, do continue. People oh. can see this for themselves, of course, if they go to Facebook. Paranormal investigator Kyle Thompson was stunned when he went through footage from his visit to Roach Abbey in Maltby, South York's because he believes he caught the towering apparition on camera. The figure is difficult to spot, but can be found in a shadowy doorway near the back of the picture. Creepy. Mm-hmm. The ghost hunter claims the picture shows a six-foot-tall cloaked and hooded figure holding a large cross, similar to ones used during mass celebrations. Kyle said that during the trip with pal Jason Unsworth and cameraman James Smith, he didn't feel much paranormal activity, and that it was only when he looked over the film that he spotted the outline. Soul Reaper Paranormal founder Kyle was amazed when he reviewed the footage the following day and saw the tall figure standing so close to them. Warehouse worker Kyle, 30, said, As soon as I looked at the footage, I could see the figure. It looks like a monk whose arms are folded and holding a cross in the air. It was bizarre, but I didn't feel threatened. It wasn't a malicious present. I think maybe he was trying to show us that it was a safe place to be. And he could also be showing us that they're, they're seeing the place as it once was. When I last visited about two years ago, it felt strange and like something was there. This time it was just really peaceful. The abbey was founded in the 12th century as a Cistercian order. Roach Abbey was once home to 50 monks and 100 lay brothers. Hooded monk or that's just bunk? You decide to go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee at the end of the round that we call Ghosts and Hauntings. Michelle scored 22. I'm on 31. Heather's on 20 and Chad is on a fairly reasonable but last 16 as we enter the round that we call UFOs and Cryptozoology. It's the round of Green Men and Hairy Beasties. Miss Morris, what have you got for me first tonight in the round of UFOs and Cryptozoology? Well, I'm actually going to be serious with this one. Oh, no. No acting. No no drunkenness. It's a bummer. No acting. Maybe. Maybe. Two scientists from Canada and the U.S. have come up with a mathematical model for a viable time machine. A time machine. They couldn't have invented a time machine because someone would have come back and told us about it. Wow. The idea of traveling backwards and forwards through time has captured the imagination of the general public for centuries. But now two physicists believe that they may have found a way to construct a real-life time machine, albeit with materials that don't actually exist yet. Nice. Not plyboard then and nails. Scrap wood in the shed in the garage that you found. Gaffer tape. Lovely. Did they watch Deadpool Part 2? No, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe. Theoretical physicist and mathematician Ben Tippett from the University of British Columbia and astrophysicist Dave Sang. 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 Yes. This is Honeyhole. From the University of Maryland 
maintain that the key to time travel lies in using the curvature of space-time to bend time into a circle that can be directly traversed. Now, I don't know what accent to throw on this. Maybe there is no accent to throw on this. Give me a country. Go for it. Yeah. It's Canadian mm. academic. Yeah. Canadian. Eh? Eh. Well, people think of time travel as something as fiction. And we tend to think it's not possible because we don't actually do it, eh? I do think we do. We do do time travel. There's moments in your life where time travels really fast. You think, where did the last hour go? That was a really fast hour. When you pass a time zone. There you go. I've just lost an hour. (laughs) Take off, you hosers. Yeah. If you go back to Britain, you can arrive at the time you leave. It's fabulous. It makes me very happy. That is, traveling through time. Isn't there moments, though, in your life where you think, wow, this afternoon went really quickly, or where did that go when you're enjoying yourself? Yeah. Then when you're in a car crash, everything moves really slowly in slow motion. So even within our own life, we can experience time moving faster or slower. But isn't it... Doesn't it have something to do, too? Like, if you go up into space, like the space station, you age differently. Yes, you do. Than if you were on Earth. Yes, Brian May, who's an infrared astronomer, wrote a song called In the Era 39, which is on the night of the opera album. And he talks about and sings in the song about spacemen coming back home. And they're actually younger than their children. You, You age differently yes younger you you're younger in space by fractions the guy that spent the longest time in space a couple of years in space lab was two seconds younger than everyone else when he came back down to earth wasn't there a billionaire that actually wanted to go off into space he had some sort of cancer and he thought going up into space could stall or um... the russians have put a lot of millionaires in space it's underpinning their space projects to be honest every three people Mm. they send in space is a multi-billionaire oligarchs to you madam who did what? But you can. You're absolutely right. Einstein wrote about the fact that you can actually get younger in space. I don't have all the theory to back that up, but it is there mm. if people want to look it up. But yeah, that's why they call it the space-time continuum, because time is a function of gravity. Perfect. There you Ooh. go. Well said, sir. Well, they call their model... Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, Let oh. me just do this. Oh, she's cracked her <laughs> knuckles. And it's going to bite. <laughs> she's they, rolling her sleeves up. Take your coat off. They call it the traversable, a causal, retrograde domain and space time, or the TARDIS. TARDIS. Lovely. Nice. Oh, <laughs> yes. The same acronym as the Blue Police Telephone Box in the British science fiction series Doctor Who. My model of a time machine uses the curved space-time to bend time into the circle for the passengers, eh? Not just in a straight line. You do remember I read out all the people we have listening in Canada not more than half an hour ago. You do recall that moment. Well, that circle takes us back in time, eh? (laughs) We're only about eight hours' drive from the Canadian border. You need to be careful. (laughs) There'll be a slow invasion. They're friendly. They could be here by tomorrow lunchtime if we're not careful. They'll be coming down I-94. Well, it's mathematically feasible, eh? It's not yet possible to build in space-time machine because we need more materials, you know. Some exotic matter, you know. Poutine. To bend space-time in these impossible ways, but they have yet to be discovered, eh? Can't find them. They're somewhere. Gotta dig them. (laughs) Why am I here? Why am I here? You want points for that, Charade, do you? 
Yup. Yup, you're on 22, <laughs> Morris. We enter the final round of the evening. We're going to try and squeeze in as many stories as possible in the round. We call The Strange and the Bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Frisky Dolphin sparks French swimming ban. Mm. A mayor on the northwest coast of France has ordered a halt to swimming and diving on the local beaches because of potential risks from a rutting bottlenosed dolphin. Bottlenosed. Oh. Can you imagine if that goes in many wrong places? A bottlenosed dolphin that's frisky. Trying to hump people? For weeks, the dolphin, nicknamed Safar, so like so far so good, <laughs> has been entertaining children. <gasps> no. Near the Breton city in Brest. This is taking place in Brest. Perfect. And swimming with bathers and kayakers. But officials are worried the dolphin is seeking close contact with swimmers. Mayor Roger Lars said a number of bathers have been scared. I issued this ban to protect people's security, said the mayor. The 10-foot dolphin had initially delighted locals swimming with water sports enthusiasts in Brest Harbour, but it had since moved south to a village of 300 people, where it has impregnated two teenage girls. Ah. <laughs> I made that up. I was bored of my own story. According to La Telegram website, the dolphin has not been aggressive, but it has rubbed up against boats and swimmers alike, even in shallow waters. A Kayoka said the dolphin had leapt over his head, and a Spanish holiday maker had complained after being confronted by the dolphin, which was anxious to interact. He had to give it his wallet. The last straw <laughs> appeared to come. There's whole hordes of delinquent dolphins taking granny's pension money. The last straw appeared to come last week when the dolphin tossed a young woman bather into the air with its nose. She apparently has been back in the water every day this week since. Mm -hmm. A specialist at a breast aquarium said there was a risk that the dolphin could cause unintentional harm with its towel fin. There you go. Well, now you can explain how Aquaman came about. Mm -hmm. Dolphin love or heavens above. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, where you can see a photograph of the dolphin with a black rectangle over its eyes. Miss Morris, you have the last story of the <laughs> evening in the round of the Strange and the Bizarre. What have you got for me tonight? Well, I'm going to Florida. Yeah. Florida! Oh, Florida man. A hospital security guard who filmed his farts at work for six months has unfortunately been sacked. He got the boot. He got the long arm of the law. He filmed his farts? He filmed his farts. More like the expression on his face when he was dropping his guts, I suspect. No, I think everything. Everything was filmed. I. That's very possible. We'll get into it, shall Every we? Every evacuation. Oh, it's, the, it's the expression. You had yeah. Ah. Florida-based Doug runs the Fart Authority Instagram page, which he regularly updates with videos of himself fluctuating. The repetitive footage, Doug faces the camera and lets off wind on cue, and bizarrely, his 28,000 followers absolutely love it. He has more than us. You've got to be kidding me. No, all we have to do is fart on cue, and I apparently we can get more Patreons and more, can we more just listeners. Fart on Chad. Yes, yeah, I think that would do it. That would definitely do it. I, I think you'd have one last Chad after a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, he told Vice, the lobby has this really good acoustics, and naturally we all fart. This studio has really good acoustics. It's literally set up for good acoustics. It was designed for that very purpose. 
for you to fart? I don't think so. One day I ripped a rather nice one and it got some really good sound and it was bouncing off the walls. And the next time it happened, I recorded it and I sent it to my group chat because they like that sort of thing. Juice anyone? <laughs> Doug said his friends loved it and suggested that he take his toilet humor to social media. And on March 25th, he posted his first bottom burp on Instagram. He goes by the pseudonym Paul Flart. Which appears to be a reference to, <laughs> which is a reference to Paul Blart Mall Cup. For six months, he farted through his shifts at the hospital, publishing each pop at his for, hospital for a small but loyal crowd that grew to 500 Instagram followers. But then. His fan base exploded like diarrhea, and soon after his account went viral, Doug was fired from his job at the hospital. Unfortunately, he had violated company no-fart policy. No, I'm just kidding. I made that up. <laughs> Equal uh, opportunities. Which prohibits using butts. Nope, I made that up too. Not Phones <laughs> on the job. And usually high amount of times he had popped. And when asked to stop, he said, once you pop, you can't stop. No, I made that up too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Will they be pop farts? Uh, yes. Doug also filmed himself wearing his security guard uniform on private property, which is also against the hospital rules. But he says people from around the world contact him every day, claiming videos bring them joy and happiness. I'm all about that. All up in it. Doug is now making Paul Flart merchandise and music videos, and they have one hell of a beat. It's flying out of the shops as we speak. Wow. Safe to fart at work. Or, oh no, I began to twerk. Oh, oh, no, you didn't. That would be a rough combination, Miss Morris. It would. We are now entering the round we call Not For Your Mother, which means you have now found us on one of our platforms. Thank you for coming to search us out. Remember, if there's any minors in the room, if your mother's of a nervous disposition, she needs to be removed. Why not cut and paste the link that you're listening to at the moment, posted on your social media, tell the whole wide world. You're listening to more questions and answers, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. A new company is set to open what it claims is the first sex doll brothel in North America. About time. This God. month. Aura Dolls, the company behind the brothel, plans to that? open Aura. Oh, oh, I thought you said Oral, oral. Dolls. <laughs> oral Dolls. Wow, Aura. As in, okay, like, I'm okay. going to penetrate your auric field. Yeah, uh, well, but I you are. Hope so. Oral dolls. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. company behind the brothel plans to open its 24-hour business in a small strip mall in Toronto on September the 8th. That sounds legit, doesn't it? Yeah. Customers will be able to pay to have sex with any of their high-tech dolls made of silicone. You'd want to be the first one of the day. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be the repair person. Puncture repair kit. I saw a documentary Ew. about a guy yeah. that repairs them. Was it on Tosh.0? There was yeah. a gentleman that repaired them, wasn't there? And he kept... They're so expensive. And when people break them, let's face facts, people throw them around and do things they wouldn't normally. They're like two or three grand, I think. And some more. Yeah, more. The company's website advertises 
as North America's first known brothel that offers sexual services with the world's most beautiful silicone ladies. Customers will be able to pay to have sex with any of the high-tech dolls made of silicon. Why do you have to have a brothel? Why can't you have it like Redbox, where you just check it out with your credit card, take it home and bring it back? That's coming, I think. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to add to that. A red box. I know what you've done there. Um, it's best just to leave. let these things lie. Michelle's comet didn't go unnoticed either. <laughs> the site features images of the dolls, including their names and descriptions. Of course. The Rates vary from $80 for 30 minutes to $960 for four Hours. Four hours. Wow. Can of Red Bull, room three. That's a Viagra date, isn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable. The mole where the bro you're gonna wear it away. You're gonna end up with a stump and a handful of sand, aren't you, at that point? <laughs> it's gonna look like a pincushion. There you oh, go. Oh god. The mole where the brothel will be located already has a nail salon, massage parlor, and a dry cleaners. As one should. Perfect. Everything so you need. So the lady can there. get a mani pedi and the dude can get yeah. laid. I'll be back in an hour, sweetheart. Yeah. While the owners oh. want to remain anonymous, the company's marketing director, Claire Lee. No relation. Uh-huh. Told Toronto City News that the idea for the brothel originated after a visit to Japan. Sex doll brothels already exist in parts of Europe and Asia, where some have been criticised for it dehumanising women. Well, prostitution does that, surely. At the end, it's just a doll, Lee said. I see it more as a way for men to fulfil their fantasies. She went on to suggest the service was good for men, who have violent fantasies. Instead of putting out the urge to act aggressively, they can do something like this, which is safe for everyone, Lee said. The company said even though the dolls are sanitized, they recommend the use of protection to prevent sexually transmitted diseases. Yikes. They said they were also looking to add male dolls to expand the business. That's disgusting as well. Following complaints from local residents about the future business, Local council members are examining city bylaws to see if they can halt the opening. I wonder what they're doing that's illegal. Everyone's got consent, haven't they? It's just... And essentially, it's like a video game with a joystick. I don't In know what many you... ways. I don't know what you've been doing. Is that your Xbox? Oh. Oradol said it had a license to operate in Toronto, but city officials say that this is not the case. Sextile fun... Or puncture repair kit for room one. You decide. Mm. Go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers. The whole thing is there for you with lots of lovely photographs. Yeah. Miss Corrie, what mm-hmm. have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? A coffee drinker was stunned when a hapless barista accidentally decorated her latte with a giant penis instead of a love heart. Nice. Well, let's not get crazy. It wasn't a giant one if it was no, on the top a of a cup. coffee. It's like wow. a midget pixie penis. Pixie You've been spoiled, Morris. Do you know that? You've been <laughs> spoiled. <laughs> wow. An embarrassed young cafe worker told customer Jenny Parks he was trying to draw a heart. Nice. BBC producer Jenny was attending a morning work meeting in London's posh Fitzrovia. When her drink arrived, she noticed the unusual picture drawn on it. Jenny said, I showed the others, and we all had a good laugh and took a picture. 
Then when I went to pay, the barista who had made the drink mumbled something, looking embarrassed. When I asked him to repeat himself, he said, I was trying to draw a heart. So he'd obviously seen all of us having a good giggle at it. It appears the barista half-heartedly tried to cover up his masterpiece with chocolate powder. Some Twitter users wondered whether the latte artist had meant the blunder. One tweeter said, I figured it out. The definition of the heart differs between men and women. Another saw exactly what the barista was trying to do. So he tried to get a heart on. Nice. Yeah. Miss Morris. It can be very hard to draw a heart. <laughs> yes. A nice, strong, stiff cup mm, of coffee. Black. With chocolate sprinkles. It's hard. Yeah. Well, it's only a heart or I don't know where to start. Oh, uh, whatever. You decide to go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. The photograph of the heart-shaped weenus is there for you to see. Miss Morris, you've got the last story of the evening in the round that we call Not For Your Mother. What have you got for me tonight? Hold Uh-oh. on. I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What I've got is a clueless couple struggled to get pregnant for four years, and they're actually told by their doctor the wife is still a virgin because they were actually having anal sex. Well, there's many a slip twixt cup and lip. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what? They had been having anal sex for four years. Well, that's what he told her. <laughs> what? Yes, sweetheart, we'll get you pregnant. That's the way to do it. Oh, right there. no, no. The married couple who failed to conceive were told they had been having anal sex for four years after a doctor realized the wife was still a virgin. I find this hard to believe. She had a lot of anal sex, though, evidently. A lot. No, we will get into it. A lot. It's like a wizard's sleeve. Like a clown's pocket, now it is. The unnamed... You would have thought they would have Googled this, right? They didn't. The unnamed husband and wife, aged 26 and 24, sought out an obstetrician, Lu Hongmel, Earlier this year, when a team of medics visited the village in Baiji City in China's southwestern Gaizhou province, she was quoted as saying, the couple, they were very young. Here the man, go. he was a 26, a woman he was but 24. They were very healthy, but despite having married for four years, they could not conceive a baby. A wee baby, yeah. Oh, Their baby. family was very giving them lots of stress because of it, she added. The extraordinary <laughs> oh blunder came to light after a 26-year-old man and his 24-year-old wife went to see the obstetrician about their lack of success of conceiving. When Dr. Lu Hung Mei or Hung Mel... Investigated Mm -hmm. further, she found out the woman had had regular sex, be it anal, but that it was unusually painful every time. Lou said she was shocked when an examination revealed the wife was actually a virgin. No hymen was broken. Did she wonder what, like, the front part was for in any way, shape or form? 
Mm, I, mm, I don't know. According to China's Gaiyang Evening Post, Lu's experience led her to inspect the woman's anus, which she claimed oh, could fit a three finger. Oh, that's disgusting. People are having three their dinner. Three Mary. Yes. Is that like the fingers of a carpenter or a seamstress? Is that like a docker or a, a tile hanger? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, how did this all get in the paper? I feel bad for them a little bit. A little bit, Isn't yeah. Isn't that Mr. and Mrs. Johnson on the corner? There's a picture of them looking smiling. There's... Oh, no. I don't know. It was then that the medic is said to have learned the couple had been mistakenly having anal sex for four years, resulting in so their the failure says, to conceive. I, you keep saying that. I, why do you keep saying that? Because I'm sure the guy's saying, let's keep doing it, sweetheart. We'll make it happen one day. Now you know why I needed a drink before this story. This is inconceivable. Yes, exactly. Yes. Doctor, oh, you got that, didn't you? Right there. You never even tried. That was an accident. Oh, it wasn't an accident. Dr. Lou reportedly handed the couple each a sex ed handbook and also gave them guidelines before they were sent home. Dr. Lou said, a four years of marriage and neither husband nor wife know how to get pregnant. Couples so lacking in general knowledge are very, very rare. But it is not uncommon for people to lack or have misconceptions regarding sexual knowledge. I would think it's very uncommon. Incredibly uncommon. Everybody has Google nowadays. Not in small villages in China in the middle of nowhere, they don't. But like you said, don't you wonder what the front hole's for? Well, wouldn't you be like, Mom, what's happening I'm not discussing that with my mother. You didn't discuss the hole with your mother? Jeez, my mom went to see the gynecologist recently (sighs) and got the thumbs up. Oh, oh no you didn't. You need a prostate exam, don't you? No, not until I'm 50. Not right now. (laughs) I'm not Not having that done live on air. Talk us through it. (laughs) Come on, you little patrons. We'll put it on there. (laughs) Go fund me for a live... Wow. (laughs) I thought he went into the backyard and got a branch from a tree and took a run up. Uh, I can get some Rohypnol. Well, the advice appeared to work as news of the wife's pregnancy arrived just a few months later. So they found the right hole. It was hole number one, not hole number two. Well, you say that. Number two. Any port in a storm. Oh, well, this is my favorite line of them all. They were so thankful, so very, very thankful that they reportedly informed the doctor that they were finally expecting. So they sent the doctor a hundred eggs and a live hen as a gift. (laughs) They're definitely country people. Now that they got properly laid. That's a terrible yoke. <laughs> trying for a baby? Or let's try it this way. Maybe. <laughs> you decide, go to our Facebook site before we get taken off of the internet. God. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place, winning the K2 meter and the dead batteries. Chad, who scored a rather remarkable 16 Points. He now gets to go on to a haunted beach in Spain with Victoria B. 
Becker. Mm. In third place is Miss Morris, who has scored 22. She's winning a life supply of calamari (laughs) the size of tractor tires. Michelle Corey is in second place. She wins a packet of condoms that's been through the dryer. And finally, (laughs) again, in first place, winning the $33,000 IR camera is myself, who reaches the hedonistic score of. 31 and wins a time traveling machine for the weekend to see dinosaurs, Jack the Ripper, and Janet Jackson's halftime Super Bowl show. Ah. <laughs> Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. We love hearing your messages of support and we will read them out in the mailbag section. Why not go straight over to SoundCloud right now? We are going to go on there, soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio where we're going to do an extra 20 to 25 minutes here in the studio that we cannot read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine because they're the stories from around the world laden with filth. Some people say it's their favourite part of the show. You've been listening to More Questions and Answers, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. With Adrian Lee, we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment. We are the light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest sanctuary extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chaton Drainer, Chad Pieces, Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society at interparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested.